Hi there, this is the first pre-episode of The Paddle Paw, where we talk all things canoe and kayak sport. I'm your host, Andrew Russell, Olympian, and now working with the strategic projects and major events with the Atlantic Division of Canoe Kayak Canada. Pardon me. Our very first guest is going to be Regional Technical Director Jeff Hauser. He is someone that's seen everything in the sport. He has been coaching since his volunteer days in the late 80s. He was a club coach through both both the U.S. and Canada, had various positions with various international teams, coached some incredible uh, talents throughout the sport, and is now serving as the Technical Director again with the Atlantic Division. So we're thrilled to have him on for our very first episode. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Cheers. The goal today is to kick things off and just chat with Jeff a little bit about a 2018 year in review. What were the highs, the lows, everything in between? And what are some of our rising stars in the paddling scene here in Atlanta, Canada? Jeff, great to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. I'd say actually the uh, the high for 2018 is pretty much that it's the same as every other year. We dominate uh, nationally in certain age groups. We have a lot of international results. We've had some international medalists, two world champions this year. That's always a positive to have people on the top of the podium. Um, you know, looking forward, we've got young Ian Godet from Banuk and Craig Johnson from Sanobi, Julia Lilly, who won a world championship in junior, junior women's C2 at Junior Worlds, and Marley McIntosh, who uh, for the first time since 2000 put us on the top of the podium at the Marathon Worlds. What do you see when you, you mentioned four incredible young rising talents here in the Atlantic Division? What sets them apart when you look at a young rising star, someone that's really had a breakout performance like a gold medal at an international event? What do you think it is that clicks that they kind of get it and are able to perform at that level? Uh, something I actually said to Marley when she got home is that I, I like it when an athlete shows up at the line or at the race course not expecting to win, knowing it's going to be hard work and being willing to put that work in. And you can just see that in the attitude of, of a serious athlete. But is there a confidence change or is there something that allows them to mentally connect with the physical abilities they have to pull it all together? Yeah, absolutely. And the, kind of the difference between being a, a novice athlete just breaking onto the scene and becoming an expert or an elite athlete is that you develop that confidence and that self-awareness of what your capabilities are, and you don't give anything away to the competition before you get out there and meet them all. Jeff, you mentioned with Julia, she's a rising talent and following, you know, a number of really talented women canoers here, you know, none other than the world champion, Laurence Vincent Lapointe, but also uh, Katie Vincent and a number of other stars. Um, she's got big shoes to fall, and she's a bright young star amongst many other great canoers here in the Atlantic Division. What is it about her that she was able to put it all together this year as well? Well, Julie, I think, recognized early on that she was going to be a, needed to be part of a team to be on the Junior World. Uh, it was a really good move for her. She partnered with Sophia Jensen from uh, Cascade Canoe Club in Ontario. I think it's Quebec. Uh, anyway, that was a really good move for her, That getting into that C2 and putting together a strong race. The rest of the world is... Uh, so I don't want to say catching up, but are, are moving forward in women's canoe, and we've got to work hard to stay ahead of them. And that move by Julia was a really smart thing to do, um, put her in a boat that could stay ahead of the Europeans. Um, it's always great to stand on top of the podium. The big thing for Julia now is uh, I believe that puts her on the national team, and that means she's got to work really hard to stay there now. Now, you touched on something that I think for a lot of people that aren't familiar with the nuances of the sport – 
um, is the team dynamic. When you come together in a crew boat, it, uh, it takes a special kind of teamwork to make it all come together and, and ultimately to, to go fast and win races. So in, in your observation, what are the things that really help a crew like Julia and Sophia put it together and, and you know, come out victorious? Yeah, it's interesting. And a lot of the differences between kayak and canoe and the kayak, two paddlers who are pretty quick and equal capability, you can pretty much get in the boat and make it work. In canoe, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot more... Uh, body dynamic in the canoe and it means the timing and the feel of the boat have to be much better for a crew to work together properly uh, and a lot of it is and I say this to whether it's kayak or canoe the paddlers need to be willing to make adjustments to their own technique to make the crew boat work and it's not going to be always the same as it is in their C1 or in their K1 they need to be able to make those adjustments and to not be uncomfortable or unwilling to make those adjustments when they need to excellent so just as we wrap up here, we're entering into the uh, off-season, if you will. There's no real off-season these days past September, but, uh, you know, paddlers are starting to do longer training and uh, kind of getting back to those technical focuses and things to kind of make themselves uh, improve for the next year of racing. Any things you can come back to in terms of your own racing career or coaching styles that helped you get through what sometimes is a long fall? Keep it interesting. Uh, it's all about the base. You have to maintain that aerobic base. And a lot of athletes will ask, well, how come I have to do workouts that are 40 minutes long or an hour and a half long when my race is only two minutes or less than that? You don't recover from those races but without that aerobic base. And having that strong aerobic base allows you to push to a higher intensity in those two-minute long races. So that's what they're out there working on now. And that's what they should be working on is improving that that aerobic level, that traveling speed, um, moving everything forward. We're always trying to move the curve to the right. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Jeff. And uh, for everyone that took in our first pre-episode, we really appreciate you listening. And we hope that you'll send us your questions or comments to andrew at adckc.ca. And uh, just tell us, uh, what are you thinking about? What do you want to know about in the sport? We're really excited about all things canoe, kayak sport, and paddle sport. And just want to help promote it and get it out there. So tell us who you'd like to hear on the show and uh, how we can uh, better keep you informed. So thanks so much for listening. Thank you to all our partners. And uh, we look forward to the next one.